This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be continuing a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series focusing on the Office of the Evangelist. When we left off last time, Pastor Greg was in Acts chapter 8, where we have the example of Philip the Evangelist. We have seen Philip as he ministered to a large city in Samaria, and now we will see him in personal evangelism to an individual. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Man of Ethiopia. Uh, Ethiopia is the, the ancient African nation south of Egypt. It's sometimes called Nubia. Uh, the kingdom of Nubia sometimes is called Cush. It's one of the oldest countries in the world, but the territorial borders, the extent of its boundaries have varied over the millennia of its existence. In the ancient world, the borders were different from modern Ethiopia or Abyssinia. Um, it was really what is today southernmost Egypt uh, and northern Sudan. In Roman times, the word Ethiopian applied to the area of East Africa, south of then Egypt, and beyond what's called the second, the mountains of the second cataract. And the capital was Meroe. It is unlikely that this man, this Ethiopian, was a Jew, because we see him, he's gone now to Jerusalem to worship, and he's coming back. And it's unlikely he was a Jew, since eunuchs were forbidden to enter the congregation of Israel. That's from Deuteronomy chapter 23, 1. Let me read that to you. He who is emasculated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the congregation of the Lord. He who is emasculated, who is castrated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the congregation of the Lord. This is also the section where it says that only the third generation of Egyptians may enter the congregation, the assembly of the Lord. Now that sounds harsh, but you have to understand something in the ancient world. The practice of emasculation, of castrating, was widespread throughout the Near East in ancient times. Uh, the emasculated servants were then trusted by their leaders or their rulers to act as attendants, as chamberlains, sometimes over the royal harem, but even just as attendants in any house of a ruler where there were women. They were trusted, obviously, because they were emasculated. So it was done to them. It was a practice in the Near East to have these eunuchs who then would watch over your house, watch over your harem, watch over the affairs of your house because they were emasculated. And because of this, eunuchs became chief officers in the palace. Many times uh, they could rise up in position and in power uh, and have influence and become chief officers then, not just of a house, but of state. And that's what's happened here with this man. 
he's um, a treasurer of the queen of the Ethiopians. God hated the practice of making eunuchs as servants, as attendants, as stewards in the house. And so he gives Moses this prohibition in Deuteronomy 23.1 that he who is emasculated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the congregation, the assembly of Israel. He didn't want that practice brought into Israel. He didn't want it brought into the religious system. He did not want it brought into the formal congregation. Moreover, um, you read that uh, to Aaron's house, the priests who were to handle the holy things and offer the bread of God in Leviticus chapter 21, in verse 16, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron saying, no man of your descendants in succeeding generations who has any defect may approach to offer the bread of his God any physical defect, and it goes in to talk about broken foot, broken hand, uh, and one of the things listed is in verse 20, or is a eunuch. They could not minister before the tabernacle, minister in the tabernacle. Now, that's a physical example of a spiritual reality. Obviously, none of the priests were spiritually without defect. This is like the lamb without spot and blemish, the physical aspect of ministering before the veil, ministering by the bread of presence, offering the bread of presence, was symbolic of Jesus Christ having no spiritual defect. So it's hard for us to understand how uh, these descendants of Aaron, obviously the eunuchs in this case were not made that way. We assume they were born that way or some type of accident happened, but they could not approach God uh, in the tabernacle, but it said down in verse 22, he may eat the bread of his God, both the most holy and the holy. They were allowed to eat the holy bread, the most holy bread. They had all the provision of the priests, but they could not minister uh, before the holy place, lest he, it says in verse 23, he cannot go near the veil or approach the altar because he has a defect, lest he profane my sanctuaries. Now, in that case, remember, most of Israel, except for Aaron's descendants, not even the Levites, only Aaron's descendants could go there and minister before the veil and present the holy bread and make the offerings, right? So most of Israel was excluded. In this case, uh, the eunuch being excluded puts him in the general company of Israel who was excluded. The descendants of, of Judah and Joseph and all the rest of the tribes could not go in. So here you have a symbolic representation of the perfection needed in Christ to approach God, the spiritual perfection. You have an Ethiopian eunuch who is a foreigner, right? And he's a eunuch. And under Judaism, he cannot enter the congregation of God. And even if he was a descendant of Aaron, it wasn't a, a pagan being made a eunuch, even if he was born that way, he could not minister before the veil. And so here with Philip, with Philip going and witnessing to this man, you have the opening of the door, the opening of the gate, the breaking of the veil that separates man from God because even an Ethiopian, even a eunuch can now go and present themselves before the Lord God Almighty through the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
a tremendous change from the old covenant to the new covenant. But given the prohibition in Deuteronomy 23.1 that he cannot enter the congregation of the Lord, uh, even though the man is worshiping in Jerusalem, he's probably not a Jew, nor likely is he a full proselyte, a convert to Judaism, though some um, writings you'll read, some scholars feel he was, but given Deuteronomy 23.1, he probably was not. Um, some have said he could have been what was called the proselyte of the gate. There was a whole spectrum. When you go into um, the time of the Lord, there is a whole spectrum of Gentiles like Cornelius who are influenced with their contact with Jewish communities. Remember the, um, at the Babylonian dispersion, you had a lot of Jews um, against what God told them that went down to Egypt, right? They brought Jeremiah with them. So you have communities of Jews in Egypt. You have communities of Jews dispersed in the whole Roman world. And many Gentiles were influenced because they saw uh, something different, the worship the Hebrews had of one God and the wholesome and ethical teachings that came out of Judaism were in stark contrast to their pagan gods and to the immorality, the heathen immorality they were so used to from when they were children, that many were attracted to Judaism. And you had this whole spectrum of Gentiles, who some of whom were intrigued with Judaism, and they would go there to hear different Jewish teachings, um, all the way to those who were full proselytes, full proselytes that would convert to Judaism, who were circumcised, who became Jews. And you know, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 10, when it talks about the day of Pentecost, it gives the names of all the different uh, areas the Jews came from, and it said uh, at the end of verse 10, both Jews and proselytes, full converts to Judaism. They became full Jews. And there was a lot of Gentiles right in between. It was more than a fascination, but they did not get circumcised. They would go by the synagogue and they would listen to teachings they could stay outside the gate of the temple, and hence they're called proselytes of the gate. And some feel this eunuch was in that category. But there was a, a big area in the middle of Gentiles attracted to Judaism, believing in the God of Abraham, like Cornelius, who worshipped the one God, like this man who's worshipping, yet they weren't circumcised, they had not become full converts. He could not become the eunuch, a full convert to Judaism, would not be allowed. And among that group, the apostles had a tremendous success. Uh, these Gentiles who were leaning toward Judaism but had not become full Jews. But a proselyte is a convert to Judaism. So he's a eunuch who is obviously a Gentile. Most likely he's a black man from Africa, the Ethiopians were black, the Cushites were black. It said he's employed, he has great authority, great authority. And as we said, the eunuchs were often employed by the Eastern, the ancient Eastern rulers in high posts. That Greek word there for great authority is an old word used, an old Greek word used of princes. And we get the word dynasty from it. So that tells you how the power he had as a minister of the queen, the royal treasurer in charge of all her treasury, 
As such, he probably traveled greatly. He was involved with the trade um, of her nation, and he could have known Hebrew. He had to know Greek because it was the language of commerce. And we'll see later on that the, um, the scroll he reads from, the book of Isaiah, is the Septuagint, is the Greek translation of the book of Isaiah. He is the, the treasurer under Condesi. Condesi is the queen of the Ethiopians. It's not a personal name, but like Pharaoh, it's a royal title referring here to a hereditary Nubian royal line of Ethiopian queens. Uh, it was used frequently of African queens of Meroe, that capital city of the Ethiopians, and they have inscriptions of that name for a number of generations, like Pharaoh, like Herod. Some think it means queen or ruler of children. So this Gentile, black man of Africa, a high official of a Gentile nation, a eunuch, is going to be witnessed to as the Holy Spirit directs. It's not Philip's own mind now. An angel has told him the Holy Spirit will give him leading. This is where I want you to go, to this man. And God is obviously telling us something here in the book of Acts about evangelism and about who should be evangelized. We're going way beyond now the limits of Jerusalem and Judea and even Samaria. We're going outside the gate. Our Sunday message is live-streamed on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on Last Day Events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at shiarjeshub.org. On the channel, you can also catch up with sermons from prior weeks.